What a weekend it was for Wolfpack Athletics. We'll start by ridding our demons in Winston-Salem. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Locked on Wolfpack, free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Happy Monday. It's a victory Monday. As always, I'm Grayson Boone, joined by former Wolfpack defensive tackle Kenton Gibbs. We are celebrating a 26-6 victory for NC State football. Over in Winston-Salem, we successfully called our shot. We successfully ran back the reverse psychology. We're now 3-0 using that. What a win. What a win in Winston. Yeah, and you know, this weekend was uh, packed with Wolfpack wins, per se. I mean, you know, every team we had that, that went out this week absolutely got the job done from football to women's basketball to men's basketball to wrestling. I mean, if you were wearing the red and white NC State this weekend, congratulations. What a time to be alive. Every now and then we get a couple of these weekends where we win every single sport we play in that weekend. It just feels like, oh, wow, it is nice to be an NC State fan every now and then. So it was definitely one of those weekends. Of course, we'll start here with football and then we'll work our way down to our basketball roundup before we get you out of here on Monday, but we're going to go back and we're going to review Kenton's keys from Friday to see how NC state football did against the keys. And let me say this, right. Or actually, I guess I'll give this at the end of this, but let's go through these offensive keys here. The first key was throw the ball like a grown behind man for 250 yards. Brent Armstrong didn't need to. And so he didn't, this team did not uh, throw the ball very much at all. We, we ran the ball so authoritatively that it, it really wasn't necessary uh, to throw the ball at a high volume, but we did not achieve that. I believe we had about 111 yards. I think it was 111, uh, yeah. Okay, 111 yards, which was very short of our 250 goal there. This So we did not get that one. The second goal was anybody but KC, ABKC, anybody except Kevin Concepcion, get over 100 total yards um, and a touchdown or two touchdowns. We did not have that. We did not have that. But, again, I mean – this was such a, a well-rounded effort, um, especially defensively, right? When you hold a team to six points, I mean, that puts you in a 99th percentile to win a football game in the NCAA. Like, very seriously, you're you're going to win that game, um, you know, basically uh, 99 times out of 100 or really over that. So, you know, you're in a good good situation there. Uh, but again, you know, we, we didn't – we would like to see somebody else step up in a big-time way, but – it's all right. You know what I mean? We had a good quarterback play, uh, Brendan Armstrong, and we'll talk about that a little after this, did what he needs to do, and so we're all right there. And the last one was keep Brendan clean, um, no more than one sack, because I knew that that Way Force defensive front was coming. I knew that those guys, they're a group, that they're they're feisty, they get after it. And, again, if you combine this defense with some of the offenses we've seen out of Way Force in the past, boy, you'd have something special on your hands, unfortunately. Um, we were unable to achieve that with giving up three sacks, I believe, on the day. So, 
Lo all, long story short, we went 0 for 3 against the Keys. However, however, I do want to make one thing very, very clear. This was not a terrible offensive performance. I know against the Keys we went 0 and 3, but this offense did what they needed to do. They came out early and executed, dominated, to be honest, did great things early, and then in the second half kind of took their foot off the gas, nursed the lead, said, hey, let's just get out of here healthy and we'll be all right with that. But in real time, what we saw out of this game, I'm I'm not complaining about it. I'm not, uh, you know, going to give flack or, or anything along those lines about it. And at the end of the day, Brendan Armstrong's QBR was a 98. Now, for those of you who don't know this, QBR and quarterback rating are two different things. QBR is basically the rating put together that's between 1 and 100, 1 being terrible, 50 being average, 100 being the best. You didn't make any mistakes um, in terms of running the ball, throwing the ball, all plays in which you are directly and majorly consequential. And Brendan Armstrong received a 98 on that scale. So with that in mind, please understand that this is a situation where um, you know, for, for reference, Brendan Armstrong received an 18.3 against Louisville. So this, this is a game where, you know, at the end of the day, Brendan Armstrong may not have flung it around the yard and, and been the captain gunslinger and, you know, just dicing the defense up vertically, but we did what needs to be done to come away with a dominant win. So I don't want 0 for 3 in the keys to get anybody discouraged or saying, oh, we had a terrible offensive game. Right. They, they took what they were given and they didn't have to do too much in order to force something to happen. If you would have told us before the game, NC State's going to win this one 26-6, we would have been like, oh, okay, that sounds great. Who's going to complain yeah. about that? So yeah. while we went 0 for 3 against the Keys, again, like Kenton mentioned here, I'm not so concerned with what the offense looked like exactly. And the second key in anyone but KC having 100 and a touchdown, that was almost Brennan by himself on the ground. He had 96 and a touchdown. And so... When you get that sort of dual threat quarterback effort, you can mask some of the other problems like we've been having these past couple of weeks. All in all, and certainly like we mentioned Saturday night, they did take their foot off the gas there in the second half. And that's simply because you cannot afford an injury to Brendan. If he gets hurt, your season ends on that play. Well, I don't know about that because we've seen it before. You know what I mean? We've trotted out little Ben Finley and got ourselves a win well, against uh, a, a team that was tough. They told me that they had a guy that was going to New York. They told me that that team was going to the ACC championship regardless and that they had a chance to pull off the upset there. That's what I was told. That's what I was told. We tried out a little bit of him. So we got to try it out one of these backups. Hey, Lex Thomas can play without wearing this red shirt, I do believe. I, 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 I'm just saying. You know what I mean? It'd be the most Lex Thomas thing. It'd be the most Thomas family thing ever heard of for, for sexy Lex to get in the game and do something there. And it'd be the most. Uh, the most Thomas family thing ever. But – that's neither here nor there. You are absolutely right in terms of that would greatly dampen any hopes of, of you know, potentially winning out, getting that elusive 10-win season. Yeah, with, with all due, due respect to Lil' Ethan Rhodes and Lil' Lex Thomas, I hope we do not have to see them this year because that would be in dire case of emergency. But flipping over to the defense, Kenton, how do we do against the defensive keys? And this is the other part of the uh, the keys here. The defense did so phenomenally against their keys. It makes sense as to how we won this game handily Absolutely. without the offense accomplishing any of theirs. The first one, two-plus turnovers. I believe we got exactly two. We did. That's the only one that we came even close to missing, like even anywhere near missing, by the way. So we went one there. 
The second, no plays of 40 yards plus make them beat you consistently. Their longest play of the night was 19 or 16? 19 yards. 19 yards. That is under half of what the actual key was. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. And just when you think that they they can't get any better, I'm going to quote one of Billy May's sons here and saying, but wait, there's more. Less than 100 rushing yards was the final key. Wake Forest finished with a total of seven. For those of you who don't understand how easy it is or how far seven yards is, from where I am sitting to that door over my shoulder here, that's about seven yards. I'm, I am shocked and appalled. I mean, <laughs> I knew that they were going to struggle running the ball. I knew that we were going to do well defensively, but whew, this team, for perspective now, for perspective, this team didn't accomplish a fifth of what I said the goal was to keep them under, even if you take out the sack yardage. Lights out performance. Lights out performance. I mean, uh, if I was Keith Lee, I would say 10 out of 10 for sure you're right on. Get this restaurant all your support. As long as we're not in Atlanta. But absolutely, the defense, <laughs> the defense is absolutely standing on their head right now. We talked yeah. about building momentum. Keeping Wake to just seven yards when that was really the only chance they had at hurting you potentially because I didn't trust Griffiths or Kern that came in. They were going to have to throw it to beat us. Seven yards is an unbelievable stat to say out loud. The linebacking core was superb. The defensive line, superb. You got the turnover late from Sean Brown, superb from the secondary. Can't say anything but enough praise for this defense and the way they're playing right now. I I honestly think we'll be just fine um, going into Lane Stadium um, this upcoming week because don't get me wrong, that is a great home event for Virginia Tech and all that, but it's not the same coming at 3.30 instead of at night because Into the Sandman doesn't hit the same when when there's like sunlight. I'm just telling you, just going in there at night and seeing nothing but those uh, cell phone lights and hearing nothing but keys jingling, it's a very different experience. They're like looking up and seeing a bunch of pale faces and hands doing this. It's like, oh, okay. It's like hearing knock if you buck in a Target. It just don't work the same. Yeah, yeah. If you if you hear it in a Waffle House, you, <laughs> there are certain feelings, right? Your fight or flight mode should activate. And I'm telling you right now, the 90% of the people watching this show, flight. Flight is your best option. Actually, let's go to 99%. Flight is your best option, buddy. Flight is your best option. But if you hear it in the target, you're safe, you're sound. It probably smells like, uh, like what, what, what sense are they? Yeah, it probably smells like Starbucks in, in a mix of that pumpkin spice in there. You're all right. You know, everybody's having a good time, you know. Up next, we're going to give our big picture takeaways from this win in Winston after a quick word from our sponsors. Our first sponsor of the day is Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. They also have deals right up to the start of the event, even an hour after it starts. It is the place to secure last-minute tickets. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row on another site, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. If you're making the trip up to Blacksburg this weekend, you got to get over to game time. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets right now. 
Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, and again, create an account and use redeem code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Now we're going to roll into our big picture takeaways from this win in Winston. Kenton, I'll let you go first. What are the biggest things you're taking from this 26-6 victory on the road? That this isn't the same old Wolfpack team. And I hate to say this, and I mean this, even if they lost out, you couldn't say that. Uh, This is a team that has objectively broken many streaks that, you know, have lasted for quite some time. Beat Wake Forest and Winston-Salem, have not beat Miami. We did both of those things. So this is not... Um, the same old NC State team. And mind you, they've done that through some extreme adversity. Even if you want to say, well, hey, uh, Brendan Armstrong in the quarterback situation hasn't, and MJ Morris in that carousel hasn't been adversity. That's fine, but we've still seen our running back one transfer out of the program. Our running back one to start the year decide to redshirt to transfer out of the program. We saw our QB one uh, decide to redshirt. Whether he stays or goes is still up in limbo, but you know we haven't got a word there yet. We saw many things in terms of uh, in terms of the safety room being absolutely. I mean, it's not an injury bug here. They got the entire beehive of injuries coming in and, and stinging like crazy. And lo and behold, just win, baby, win. Just find ways to win a game. It may not always be pretty. You may not put up forty eight every game. You may not hold teams to six every game. But just find a way to outscore your opponent. Every single time out. That is what this Wolfpack team has done over these last three. And so, to me, you cannot say that this is the same old Wolfpack team, regardless of what the result of these last two are. But I don't think that these last two plus a bowl game are are definite losses, Um, especially looking at the fact that what we do best, what we do best is stop the run. And the team that we're going up against next, what they do best is run the ball. Their quarterback and running back are a hell of a duo on their um, read options, on their uh, veer options, on their speed options, all that. Those those two are a dynamic duo. And yet we've been really good at stopping that this year. So all in all, this, you have to come away from this game excited. Dave Doran deserves a lot of respect for this season. Just a couple weeks ago, we were very critical on here. Of course, you saw all the criticism online. It was rampant. You've had... Brennan Armstrong begin the season, not very good. You have MJ come in. So you have a big-time quarterback change in the middle of the season. You experience some success. He then sits back down. That's a lot to deal with in a season. And then you plug Brennan back in. You go on the road to a place you haven't won in since 2015. Convert that into a dominant win. You're now at 7-3 and when weeks ago, a lot of us thought that we were dead in the water, probably both of us included. And you still have a shot at 10 wins in this season. Coach Dorn and the rest of his coaching staff deserves a lot of respect from us in the way that they have turned this season around. Because if you asked us, and you probably even heard us say this after that Duke loss on the road, I don't know where we go from here. At that time, we were, what, 4-3, and three, an embarrassing loss. Felt like all hope was essentially getting lost there in the offense. It just couldn't yeah. do anything. And now you, in consecutive weeks, you knock off Clemson, Miami, and Wake Forest on the road. That's a fantastic turnaround from this staff. My second big takeaway is 
I was so impressed, not just in beating Wake Forest on the road, but just how we took the show on the road. The last couple of weeks, the defense has been dominant. And in a sense, you wonder, okay, they can do that at home. They're behind the crowd. You got a raucous environment. How will they go on the road and win where it probably will not be a crazy environment? Because the Wake Forest fans, they didn't show up. A lot of red that you saw in the stands was accurate. There was a lot of red out there in Winston-Salem. And in a sense, it felt like another home game. The defense was ridiculous out there. Seven rush yards on the road is absurd. Not something we've seen maybe ever from an NC State defense. And so taking the show on the road like that was phenomenal. Brennan Armstrong did exactly what we needed him to do. Nothing more, nothing less. Game managed to perfection. Robert and I was excellent in the first half with his schemes work to perfection. You, you put Brennan in a great spot to be effective, efficient, and succeed in this game. Couldn't ask for anything more than that. There were several great NC State quarterbacks and NC State teams that went into Winston and got embarrassed. To go on the road and win with this team is nothing short of a great accomplishment. So very proud of the guys for the way they went on the road and took that to Wake Forest. You got another big test, like you mentioned, Kenton. We got to go on the road again up to Blacksburg to see uh, the Sandman. We got to visit the Sandman up mm-hmm. in Lane Stadium. Mm-hmm. Have to keep this momentum rolling. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's no joke up there. It is, again, even during the day, it's still a Rockets environment. That's one team, even if they two and 10. You know, if they two and nine and, and you're Virginia going in for the last game, you're still going to have a good, good attendance and, and, you know, folks going crazy and all that as folks in Blacksburg always do. So, you know, it, it'll be it'll be a really, really big test for NC State. We're going to round out our Monday episode with a basketball roundup from the weekend. Women's team had a monstrous win over UConn on Sunday. We also have a couple comments from the men's win on Friday over Abilene Christian. Stick with us. Our second sponsor of the day is Jace Medical. We spend a lot of time talking together on this podcast. We get fired up for all the wins. We get in our feels for the losses. Who starts? Who sits? We're thankful for all the conversations we have. But today, we want this chat to be a little more personal. Whether you're on extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage, you are now covered thanks to Jace Medical. They provide life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications that can be ordered in a one-year-long supply. This includes ED generics for Cialis, Viagra, and Rivatio prescriptions. So go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medications. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I'm thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half in order to have them. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year-long supply. I also ordered the antibiotic kit. I now feel secure. Prices are lower than local pharmacies, and I highly recommend this for everyone, unquote. If you or someone you love would get peace of mind by having a year-long supply of daily medications, go to jacemedical.com. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Jace Medical. Rounding out our Monday episode with a little bit of a basketball roundup for this big weekend in Wolfpack Athletics. NC State women's knocked off number two UConn by a score of 92 to 81 in Reynolds. How do you (laughs) 
How'd you like it? Daily message board says, how do you like playing at a neutral site game? I saw there's a couple, a couple signs in Reynolds with a similar message, a little bit of a get back for having to play that elite eight game up in Bridgeport, Connecticut. I believe it was uh, where UConn took us out then on what a great run we had in front of us to the final four only before a little bit of nonsense (laughs) in the scheduling parties, but it, it felt like a win that was due for Westmore yeah. and the ladies team knocking off UConn, regardless of year, regardless of location is an outstanding accomplishment. And to effectively dominate them in the second half is more than impressive. If you yeah. can pull off a yeah. win like this, the sky is unlimited for the rest of this season. And I'll say this about this team, right? The key for this uh, NC State team is not having high highs because even last year, didn't we beat Iowa who went yeah. on to go to it's the national hard. championship? Correct. It's not about, it's not about having high highs for this team. We know that they have the high highs. We know that they have the talent. It's the consistency. It's the high high. And then it's going on to beat Boston college, right? Not allowing Dontavia Wagner, you know, we love her. She was a member of the Wolfpack to not have her best career game against us. And, and so on and so forth going forward. But this is a massive game, massive win. You know, the, the voters wrote us off. We ain't right back, though. We ain't right back. And now a number a win against the number two team in the nation, second biggest win of the season. Obviously, Colorado beating LSU would be the biggest, but second right. biggest win of the season. And honestly, you could argue that it is bigger than that one from the standpoint of we were unranked and beat number two as opposed to number 20 beating number one. But, you know, we, we're not going to get into the semantics of that. The reality is this is a phenomenal win. This is a great team showing. And this team, I'll tell you what, if Madison Hayes can add in offensively like she did at a consistent level, yes, we know Sanaya Rivers. We talked about her being an ACC player of the year and potential Naismith, potential, not potential, potential Naismith player of the year coming in. That's how good I believe she could be. With her and Isaiah James as, a, you know, kind of leading the charge, River Baldwin and Mimi Collins doing the down low. I don't care how long y'all say Mimi Collins been in college. I'm glad to watch her do what she does. Glad she's doing it for the pack still, okay? I ain't, I ain't got no complaints about that. But with Madison Hayes, you know what you're going to get defensively. I've called her the woman version of Jose Alvarado many times for a reason because she is just a ball of energy, of grit, of hustle. She's one of the first ever women's basketball players I saw play with a mouthpiece. That's how you know she's getting after people out there. That action. But when she adds in the offense, when the offense comes along with her, oh boy. Oh boy, we got something special. Zoe Brooks is the realest of deals as just a freshman. The composure is off the charts for just a freshman coming into this type of program. Absolutely. She will only get better and better and better as this season goes on, including the next couple years. But Isaiah James, too. We saw the the flashes that she could provide last year. Absolutely can go get it. I'm expecting a humongous season from Isaiah James, too. And then not to mention the big dog in the room, Sanaya Rivers, absolutely filled out the stat sheet. 33 points, 10 boards, 5 assists, 3 steals, 3 blocks. I know Gino Oriema kind of threw a little bit of a backhanded compliment in saying that was the best game or she played the game of her life in her college career. But she's been like that, Gino. She can yeah. do this any given night. She has that sort of talent. And so over the moon excited for these ladies this year. Outstanding win in Reynolds. I've heard the energy was on another level on Sunday. And so great showcase for Westmore in this women's program as well. Welcoming in a, a team that needs no introduction in UConn 
and manhandling, woman handling them, I should say, in the <laughs> second half to take this win. Unbelievable effort. Chemistry and consistency. Those are the two things that I think this team needs more than anything else. And if they show that, we can return to the, the days of when we had old babyface Ray running the point with Kai Crutchfield and Kayla Jones and, and Alyssa Gunan is our All-American. And now taking the bus back over to PNC, the men's team had a 20-point win over Abilene Christian on Friday night. And coming into that game, you were concerned if Abilene Christian might give us a little bit of a fight as they went yeah. into Stillwater and beat Oklahoma State this past week. But it was nothing but business for the men's team. I had a tweet on Friday night that caught the attention of some people because they were skeptical. And I said, okay, I think I'm ready to say it. NC State basketball is good. And what I mean by that, and what say I will it with mean your chest, is, brother. Say it with your chest. They are a fundamentally good basketball team. They make the extra pass. They hustle. They get down the floor and transition. Sometimes they'll pass up the open shot and looks for a better one. We have not seen a Kevin Keats team with this sort of depth. We've been saying that, but now we're watching it play out effectively. You're having a different guy with the ability to lead the team every single night. You had Jaden Taylor step up for 22 the other night after he struggled in game one. DJ yeah. Burns is DJ Burns. Mo Diara is a monster on the boards. He had another big game. I think he had 11 boards, nine points. This team is a good team. I'm not putting expectations or labels on them, but they are a good team. They have the basics to build off of and then get somewhere. You can see that despite it being so early in the season. For as much as we talked about, hey, Dennis Parker Jr. and, and how good he looked with shot making in the first game, I was concerned. I was worried because we've seen from other freshmen that they can do one thing well, but when that one thing isn't working, the rest of their game suffers mightily. He played within the Florida offense and only took one shot, but he stepped up defensively. He stepped up and rebounded. There were moments where he had some freshman lapses and all that, but for the most part, he was locked in and dialed into the game and doing things that didn't show up on the stat sheet well. He was just making the hustle play, making the effort play, getting to where he had to be. That, to me, that's you can't ask for more out of a freshman, especially a freshman who's known for filling it up and is not taking shots. That's a great sign from him. In saying this, I'm not saying I don't have some concerns. I think rebounding needs to be a bit more aggressive from everyone and not just sure. Odiara. And the, the perimeter shooting, I think, will continue to be a work in progress. Of course, you had Jaden Taylor step up this game. Casey Morcell looked a lot more like Casey Morcell of last year. That'll continue to develop. And of course, we're still waiting on the arrival of MJ Rice. You sprinkle him in the mix, and we could go a level or two higher than what we're already at here. So I'm excited for this team. I hate that they don't play again until Friday because I want to watch. I want to watch them get back out there right now. But through two games, I have been very pleased with what I've seen. It's very early. It's very early. But I've been very impressed with what I've seen so far out of the gate. Absolutely. And and you should be, honestly. You should be. Um, I, I'm i not one of those people that's so caught up on secret scrimmages and, exactly. oh, they didn't this look great in exhibition. Yes. The the games count now, so Keats is going to do the things that he thinks is best for his team, um, obviously, to win each game, but more importantly, long term, to, to, you know, make sure that this team is set up to have success throughout the season. So, you know, this – this team, whether or not you want to say they're good, whether or not you want to hold, wait and see, whatever, show up for these young men. Show up for these young women. Y'all are showing up for the women's games. I'll tell you what. Every time I look up, 
Reynolds was sold out. I'm like, oh, let me find a ticket to go. Oh, nope, too late. Can't get in. Uh, but, you know, this is – this. both of these teams deserve the support and love. I think both are in for a special season. Also, quick shout-out to NC State Wrestling. They put the absolute beats on number 25, Purdue. Beat them by a score of 37-3. to Wolfpack Wrestle, as always, has another unit to deal with this year. Yeah, they – I mean – for Christ's sake, did you did you pinch him? Did you fight back, Purdue? Lord have mercy. Coach Pop and the boys are back at it again. What a time it is to be alive for Wolfpack fans. Wolfpack Nation, we up. We up right now. That'll do it for us here on Monday. As always, we're grateful for all the support. We had a lot of people in the live stream Saturday night. Big win for football. Two big wins for basketball. Big win for wrestling. Let's see what this week will bring. As always, be sure to comment, like, and subscribe. Get your thoughts in the comment box. I'll make sure I get to each and every one of those. We will see you all on Tuesday. Until then, go Pack. Go Pack.